Hello and welcome to our first podcast, which it currently does not have a title, um, but it's a film podcast. I'm Jacob and I'm here with... Oh, hi, I'm Indigo. <laughs> um, the idea is that we'll talk about films which will either be new or old, so a current one that's out in cinemas or one that we like and that's worth talking about. Um, so basically how it works is neither of us know what we think of the film upon leaving the cinema so this is going to be kind of like our first time hearing each other's reactions so today we're doing 3000 years of longing which is the new george miller film famous for mad max and happy feet one and two indigo are you familiar with the works of george miller uh well now that you've said what they are yeah i couldn't have told you them beforehand uh, which ones have you seen any of them have you seen any you've seen I've seen Mad Max the, you've seen the new one the latest one Fury Road yeah, yeah and a long time ago I've seen um, at least one of the old ones okay I don't think I've seen any of the old ones to be fair uh, did um, he do both hmm did he do both he did all there well, there's three previous ones he and then new so there's yeah there's, so there's four and he did the previous ones and the new one and i think i've seen happy feet 2 i'm not sure if i've seen happy feet 1 but yeah happy feet 2 is a masterpiece yeah i think we watched happy feet 2 together didn't we that one time Incredible um movie. yeah so i've seen fury road which i loved very much and happy feet 2 which is also great um for what it was um but he's yeah, described as like a visionary filmmaker, which I guess I can kind of see. In. Why? Well, I guess like Fury Road is kind of, I don't know, there's lots of cool stuff going on. It's all shot in camera, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Um, so with 3,000 Years of Longing, which stars Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, the trailers kind of, I feel like they kind of played up the visionary stuff with how, you know, making it look like this really weird, crazy thing and this is absolutely not what the trailer advertised at all i don't think see now i'm we both know i'm a sucker for expectation yeah you, the being that you don't like expectation well just basic i just feel like i'm really affected by what i go in like thinking i'm gonna feel and i basically always feel the opposite but so the trailer really excited me when i first saw it and then, obviously, some people have been... In the lead-up, people weren't all saying great things. And then my mum and my sister saw it and they really didn't like it. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they didn't like it. Which really put me off because yeah. usually I totally trust them. So I was immediately going in like, this is going to... They were like, oh, it's it's really boring. They literally told me not to bother going seeing it. Yeah. Which I mean, is bold from them. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I think I only saw the trailer one or two times, and yeah. I, I we watched it I think again recently, and it's um it's funny how energetic it makes the film look, and it really is not a very energetic film at all. It's quite a um, unsurprisingly, I don't think I'm going to be fully agreeing with it. So we haven't discussed well, how yeah, we feel about yeah, it. Yeah, so at what, all. what we'll do first is I it'll be interesting to see what we think each other are going to think. So I. Well, I, I I thought you were going to... We, there was a certain point in the film where I thought, this is kind of up your street. But then there was one point towards the end where you seemed to exhale exhaustedly at the fact that it was still going on, which makes me think that you weren't a big fan of it. Am I to confirm or deny Well, what, what, what do you think I thought of it? Um, I mean, sometimes when I find myself watching things through your eyes, um, 
I mean, I was just, I noticed the CTI and that's something <laughs> that you bring up. Yeah. And I'm like, if it's distracting me, mm. it's probably all you've noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if, and other than that, I mean, I find it hard to believe that anyone would disagree with me, even though you always do. So uh, you probably just thought exactly what I thought. And what did you think? So I actually like so considering i ended up going in with low expectations mm. i actually quite liked it um sorry mom and maya uh but i think so basically like the first half i'd say i mm. i i re- there was bits that i loved there was f- really really f- i didn't think it was as slow as mom made out or as that you're making out i wouldn't say it had no energy um i didn't think it was that slow at all um it was an interesting format. I uh, some interesting subject matter that I liked, um, and yeah, the parts that I really loved. The end I didn't really like. It goes downhill for me mm. in general, um, and there were definitely parts that I didn't like. So I guess for me, it ended up being like a bit of a overall, yeah. maybe a bit of a not so great patchwork, like a not. Just like a not very well finished piece, yeah, but with bits that I really liked. Interesting, I think. Um, very boringly, we're probably on quite a similar page mm. then because I really liked it. I would say, yeah, I would say the ending for me was where it started to fall apart. It felt like he didn't, the ideas didn't quite come together for me. And I think, I think there's a lot of films these days just seem to really like to play in the abstract where you're kind of left being like, what does it all mean? And in this one, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah. it did have that, a um, bit too much of that for me. But what? well, sometimes I like that, and it means that you, we have like more to co- like to have a conversation about afterwards and. You know, after you read something and you're like, oh, yeah, it did do that. So I, I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's always bad. But I just think sometimes when you feel like they're really clutching at trying to be deep and the latter yeah. bits of this had that for me. Whilst the fun was the first half, sorry, not the fun, was a bit more just like raucous fun fairy tale. Yeah. Um, previously we discussed talking with the like no spoilers and then spoilers and yeah well i think yeah well i think it's i think it's um we'll talk a little bit with trying not to spoil stuff i mean it's kind of one of those things where there aren't necessarily clear spoilers i guess but for people that care we massively are there's a big thing that i want to complain all right okay well we 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 won't we won't get to that yeah but um yeah, so I mean, the thing that I found interesting about it, and I wonder if it made the film worse, and I wonder, so you noticed the CGI, which I'm glad you did, because um, the, uh, CGI, the CGI why was bad. the hell did his shoulders have to be smoky, like, all the time? It's yeah. so distracting. Just don't. Yeah, so I'm glad you know, because you don't often notice CGI, really. That's, That's the thing. Bad if it's CGI. distracting me, it means it must be bad. Um, what I found really interesting about it is that there's a lot of things in this film that suggest that it was a COVID film, that it was made during lockdown. There's lots of shots, especially when there's big groups of people, like the when she's giving Tilda Swinton's character giving a talk at the start of the film, and the audience are all wearing face masks and things like that. And to me, weird. I didn't notice it at the start of the film. I only noticed it at the end. Yeah, it happens at the end as well. And I wonder if 
it being COVID really affected how they made the film and it mm. made them have to rely more on special effects because there's certain shots in there that it doesn't... They're, they're like, there's lots of ones where it's like there's only a couple of actors in a confined space. There's a lot of scenes where it feels like Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba aren't even in the same room. Particularly when he's, I mean, obviously to a certain extent, he changes size throughout the film. So there's certain things where it obviously can't just be him because he's massive kind of thing. But like, there's, yeah, there's just a few moments where it feels like they had to try and piece it together because of the COVID restrictions. In some ways, it kind of makes me forgive it a little bit, but also... It was also it's also a bit disappointing I mean, coming off something like Mad Max Fury Road where like most of that all the effects and stuff are all in camera and practical. So then to go from that to this, which is so digitized and so CGI was a bit um jarring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe you're almost being too generous there because, well, maybe not, but it's a generous assumption that it's because of COVID. Like, I, as a, I don't notice a lot of what you notice. So um, I didn't really consider. And the making of it whilst I was watching it to me if I'm considering the making of it whilst I'm watching it it's probably because the movie yeah. is awful and I hate it <laughs> um, it's not a good sign so th- like like with me noticing the CGI I was like I don't want to be thinking about the fact that this is CGI like take away his smoky shoulders please um, but it is interesting because what you're saying mm. does correlate to what I was feeling with the just like general patchworkiness of yeah. it. It was less in a way where I felt like scenes and like acting and stuff was stitched together and was more like nar- like narratively and how good bits were and I felt like they had yeah, like maybe some really good ideas and didn't know quite how yeah. to like piece it together and they kind of sometimes just like took a puzzle piece that wasn't mm. quite right and just like banged it a couple times yeah yeah it's i thought it was very uh, i thought it was very interesting like you don't i think it was very original i think particularly these days you don't really get films with kind of medium to large budgets that tell stories that are kind of as creative and original as this one would completely agree and actually yeah as i said for that first half the story I loved. Yeah. Like I loved that it was just telling it was just telling stories. Yeah. Um li- little small stories that were great and I kind of wish it just continued. I feel yeah. like well, no, I feel like I maybe would have wanted some it to be leading somewhere and to have some kind of like, Yeah. Um it leading to something. But I feel with the need to do they they somehow both missed doing that whilst also making it feel like they jumbled together it to make it... Sorry, I'm not making any sense <laughs> at this point, which is usual. <sighs> yeah, I just felt a bit let down. Like, I felt like it the fir- that first half was a really good, like, work up to something, and then they didn't know what it were working up to, and then they were like, oh, let's put this deep message in. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think they did it well enough, and it didn't make sense to from what had come mm. I just feel like they could have done so many more interesting things with it because they'd started to do so many fun interesting yeah. little stories well yeah I mean I think I like the the small story stuff I thought it was really interesting and it's the sort of thing where I potentially could find that quite boring but I think they did it in a relatively well good yeah. way I mean the, the only thing I think about it that was kind of weird is that there was a point in the film where I was like so uh, Idris Elba's character narrates most of it. 
to the extent that I was almost like this could just be an audiobook because <laughs> he really like describes everything that's happening on screen as it's happening I feel I was almost at one point I was tempted to just close my eyes and see if I could just like, oh okay but I think you're doing it a disservice there for all that I've complained about some of the CGI mm. there were bits of it that I did think were beautiful yeah, stuff definitely. that I quite like that is just there's stuff that was just imagery in there like just pretty colors and shapes yeah. really like um what like almost which is probably all which was all cgi but i didn't find yeah. ugly um because i think it was probably less cgi interacting with the real world which is always a bit more yeah. um jarring um so i thought those bits were lovely and i think putting cool like he's a cool cinematographer well, i don't he's not the cinematographer is he but he, no. like, he it's the same cinematographer has... who did uh mad max okay as well. yeah he, he came has... out of retirement to do this film so and i think it at, totally worth it for, for for some of that when they are well for all of it actually like yeah. i didn't think it was a bad looking film I no i mean some really interesting stylistic think, choices yeah like i don't often notice like style of how things are filmed yeah and i did in this there were some real just like little moments like of when she's like closing the door i couldn't even put my um finger on what was making me notice it but I, it was just like noticeable yeah and yeah and i thought the stories were really pretty and worked really well with the kind of um, yeah i think it, i think like the design of everything was really interesting even if the execution wasn't great with the cgi like there was this scene with um there's a, a like quick scene where a character turns in turns into like that's kind of arachnid spidery you know the bit you, you didn't like it because you don't like spiders but in yeah. the corridor and the yeah. way he kind of almost moves around like a stop-motion character kind of reminded me of the babadook the way the babadook moves and it was found it quite creepy there, there are a couple of moments like visual stuff that i actually found quite creepy like even the bit at the beginning of the lecture theater with the the guy in the audience and stuff um, like that. By which... the way, you've moved into talking about actually what happens in the film. Yeah, but that's, spoiled. you know, plot no. points, but I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Well, what is then? Well, let's, this let's, is what happens in the film. <laughs> let's talk about the spoilers then. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that ghost guy makes absolutely... Um, I mean, he's a guy that you see briefly in a scene later. Yeah. But absolutely no reason context yeah they just I mean, kind of forget about well, it yeah that's the thing so i think that's the kind of thing i'm talking about with it being in the abstract i'm just like is that um you know i'm sure that inclusion of that character meant something to the writers but it was very unclear what his kind of significance was to the film itself yeah. but i think you're probably meant to have like questions about her like sanity and you know yeah. i think there's meant to be you know deep themes of like freedom and fate and mm. yeah, sanity they're d- yeah. and imagination and the importance of stories and- that's the thing yeah so the the overwhelming thing for me was that it was a film about stories and to- and storytelling <laughs> and you know she fairly on the nose very she's very a, on that she's a, a she's a writer looking for stories and telling a story she's through narration a writer, and- she's a scholar of stories that's yeah. literally she's a literary uh, oh god i'm not gonna try um yeah. Um, yeah, because it's almost um, like it's a yeah. I mean, it is. It's not almost. It is a film with lots of little stories in it, almost in a kind of 
anthology way yeah where i mean they're obviously connected through idris elba's character and that kind of thing but they're all kind of these separate stories that um have little like fables and things to them almost like grim tales to do with wishes and you know having all your dreams coming true and the contradictions that they have and things like that but found it a really interesting take on a classic genie story and that yeah. kind of I, I found the fact that they took modern that they looked directly at modern cynicism of stories whilst telling a fairy story mm. cool i was just like yeah yeah I mean, it was interesting because it seemed to have it had the film had something to say about how kind of science and things like that have almost um kind of taken the magic away from kind of mythic story i mean even at the end like idris elba's character struggles with being in the modern world literally because he can hear all the satellite signals and the you know all the things going on and they're too loud for him to be there and then at the start in the lecture where they're talking about how greek gods now translate into superheroes and that kind of thing and um it's kind of interesting because George Miller was meant to do a Justice League film at one point, so having him show the Justice League on a stage was quite interesting. But yeah, that's the thing they did have loads of moments of like interesting bits like that that then almost get dropped off, yeah, and just kind of non-concluded. And then the bit that I was going to say earlier that like is a spoiler that. Mm. annoyed me i really didn't like their romance no i really i was when when it was unfolding so um for those who aren't going to see the film and don't care the way it kind of unfolds is that obviously it's, a, it's idris elba's character is a genie and tilda swinton has three wishes and she doesn't have any wishes until a point in the film where her one wish is that he will fall in love with her which as it was happening i was like please don't do this <laughs> This is not what I want. To, this is not where I want this film to go. Like I don't buy it. It hasn't doesn't feel earned. It feels very out of left field. And yeah, I think it's such a gross wish. The only thing that didn't make me feel like it was out of left field actually annoyed me because it was like the one rule that is in. So they go over the rules at the start. Like you can't wish for unlimited wishes. A classic rule is you can't make someone fall in love with you, and it was just like so conveniently yeah. not a rule in yeah. this. Yeah, and I also think um, you know because like there's one of the things I thought was interesting about the film is how um, I mean Id- Idris Elba talks about you can't um, when he was in the he got he gets stra- he gets trapped in the bottle for however many two thousand years, and he talks about how he tried to convince himself that that's what he wanted as a way to make it more palatable. And that was kind of an interesting parallel with Tilda Swinton telling herself that she's content and that she's happy with being alone and that kind of thing. And I thought that was interesting, but I didn't think that the way to resolve it was to then have her wish that Idris Elba would fall in love with her kind of thing. So straight away as well, just like he tells one story about how much he loved someone and she's like, oh, after spending the first two thirds of a movie talking about how content I am and how happy I am yeah. in my life. It felt a bit disrespectful because there was a, yeah. a, the start of the movie does quite a good job at, like being oh she's like this independent woman and you know she's and it, it it kind of ends up just going actually no you can only find solace in love which is a bit crap and it just was like no build up to it and no oh it just yeah it just really really irritated me it wasn't necessary like i understand they tried to set it up a little bit yeah you know there's a line where 
he so he's in, when he's invisible for a while um and there's a line when he's talking about that where he's like we only really exist by being known by other people mm. and i think there is a lot a lot to explore with that i think that's a really good like it's a good line it's an it's an interesting concept but i just didn't like the way that they dealt with it yeah it's just so black and white yeah (laughs) i guess i think that's kind of an issue with the film in the sense is that there are lots of nice lines and lots of nice concepts that aren't really explored like for the the ending of the film where pretty much when they go back to london together that could have been a film in and of itself where you explore the whole idea of like trapping someone in a loving situation and like that was really interesting but it was dealt Mm. with in a very quickly you know, it was over before it even started kind of thing. You know, she'd wished that he loved her, he loved her, and then within 10 minutes she decided that she was trapping him and had to send him back to where he wanted to be and that kind of thing. And it was just, yeah, it felt... I think it, the film and its ideas were kind of distributed quite unevenly because I, I, I like the storytelling bits um, kind of in the middle, but I felt like you could have maybe shaved off a bit of that and if you're going to do the end bit, at least kind of flesh it out a bit more so it didn't feel... It almost felt like a montage at the end, how quickly they kind of sped through a lot of things, like the weird kind of relationship she had with her neighbours and, you know... Yeah, I mean, I found it... It was almost a comic relief moment, yeah. r- moment that, but it was a bit jarring yeah it was a strange thing to suddenly introduce (laughs) into the last kind of 10 minutes of your film just have this one scene setting up these kind of um or bigoted is what they say in the film these bigoted neighbors and then kind of resolving it five minutes later by taking them food that idris alba made um so yeah i mean yeah it was just it felt uneven in that sense and it was a shame that some of the stuff i mean i think there was a lot to think about in terms of the themes and, and things but i wish the film explored them a bit more confidently without leaving up for the audience to try and I mean yeah. like I think it's good to go and think about you know things like that but I think also it's sometimes nice to have the film's opinion on things as well yeah and for all so I've heard people complain about the flashbacks mm. and I mean you often don't like flashbacks and even Maya's comment my sister's comment was like actually the whole story is them in a room telling stories yeah i'm like yeah but that was the best that was the best bit to me i mean they're not in the room that much and i would have liked all the movie yeah to be that and you could have explored her and like i would have liked to have seen him being like in a like trapped by love mm. story in a in the same kind of magical history way yeah. that they like i Oh, I haven't even mentioned there's the little bits from the start that I loved like and I loved so much like the history stuff I'm such yeah absolutely absolutely go for it and it was so cool to see that and I think that's one of the things that I love about history and like myths and stuff is that mixing of history and mythology and there's you know if you go far back enough we don't really know where the lines are crossed so for that him to be talking about uh, the story to be talking about like history in that way i loved Mm -hmm. so there was a couple of moments that i and characters that i only vaguely know about from like other stories that i've read and stuff but it was really interesting that they do have actual historical moments explained in this like mystical way and like you know there's one point where she's like no that guy i can't remember who it was now when talking about the queen of sheba and mm. the guy it's oh the queen of sheba went to him no i was there he came to her and I was just yeah like, 
I wanted more of that. Now that is very per- that is yeah. very personal to me because also I get it in loads of things. Even like it's what I wanted um, Eternals to be. I got really upset when they became superheroes. I was like, just traipse through time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that because I thought that was cool. Like there's actual mm. his uh, like Solomon. Um, yeah. So Sol- the, this King is Solomon did strangle his son. This is um, why I thought him. you would like it when I was watching it because I know that you're into that kind of thing so I thought oh she may may be enjoying this so I was kind of when you seemed exasperated towards the end I was quite surprised but um, no, it was but, just because they ruined it. Yeah, by being they did, like, yeah. oh, well, now we're going to be in the modern world and not have learned anything. Not have learned anything from these stories. Yeah. Tilda Swinton's character got stupider as the thing went on, and she starts off as this really like aware person who's like every wish, every story. She's like, I'm a, I'm a scholar of stories. Every story about wishes is a cautionary tale. Yeah. And I don't want to do that and i don't want to succumb to these like boring cliches yeah it's weird because it started off as like a fresh take on like genies and that kind of thing and then just comes full circle back around to just sinking into the the own like the cliches that it seems to be criticizing within its film so it kind of seems like it gives up on itself but um weirdly the fact that it's all set in a hotel and they're kind of both sitting around in their dressing gowns talking about these stories it kind of reminded me of a uh, good luck to you leo grand in a weird kind of way yes <laughs> yes um, for sure i totally get you. like a cos like a fantasy version of, of that. <laughs> um yeah and i just think there would have been so many oh, i mean i'm doing a year where i just wish it was an, uh, a different movie but i just wish it was that first half doubled they could have explored the modern cynicism and and loneliness and stuff mm. through her not randomly being like oh, and also oh, love me yeah and also it just let it down in so many ways it just gets me angry because it also just let it down in so many ways because like that bit wasn't like a believable bit their acting their relationship how they felt, see, looked like they felt towards things, didn't change yeah. after they fell in love, you know? She went from being this, I literally, I'm, I'm cold, like I don't understand feelings person, to now I'm in love, and there was no change. And I was like, well, that's, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, the I, I guess you can, because at one point I was kind of thinking how much of this film are we meant to take literally and how much of it is meant to kind of be metaphorical because at yeah. one point I kind of saw him almost being like a form of because the film is clearly so much about stories and stuff uh, about him is he's meant to be like a metaphor for like the escapism you get from stories so they had the scene of her kind of going through her day to day in this gloomy rainy London where she's commuting and then seeing at work and then she comes home to him and it's all bright and colourful and it's how you go home and you read these stories and things and they kind of take you somewhere else and that kind of thing um but that could be like an overly like metaphorical reading into it where it could just literally be the love story that they're trying to tell but no i think he is very much i think there's many layers i think you're meant to be able to take like 10 things from each scene Mm. um which is good and i think you can there is a lot like i feel like you know, if you went into it, there's so much that we haven't even mentioned because it's not what 
like stuck in our mind but mm. you could talk about if you take any scene there's loads that you could delve into whether it be like his like a cool take on history a cool story a cool um cool style of filming yeah. um a a, an, a metaphorical take on modern modernism it's um yeah it's it's never ending yeah um you know and then there's all the like little theories about the film that you could really dig into as well so i'm like is she related to the one who the last one he fell in love with, the genius. They have the yeah. same leg wiggle. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Yeah, the leg wiggle, and I, so I noticed you noticing that in the cinema. Actually, you had like a hmm, like a kind of. Experience. Yeah, I think that was also what something I felt a bit. I was like a bit exasperating with because I was like, it's one of those things. They drop it in, like ooh, they drop it in. They don't answer it. Yeah, and it's just creating mystery for like no reason mm. i'm like yeah we could think about it issue but i'm like if it just yeah it just felt like an added piece of like ooh, and there's this yeah but with no yeah. it didn't actually add anything it wasn't at all further developed yeah they have the same like reading thing and stuff i'm like is this a this gift being passed on yeah, I guess maybe it ties into the whole thing because they talk about fate quite a lot and how it's just like he's always inevitably going to end up with her. Like, you know, the women become more and more like her as they go along and she's the natural conclusion of where his life has led him up to that point, I guess. But Yeah. Um, I think that the thing that was most difficult about the ending was how many fade to blacks there were. Oh, my God. The amount of time I thought this film was going to end and then it just comes back up again and carries on for however, like, five minutes and then... Despicable. Yeah, I was Stuff just, like that really takes me yeah, out of the movie. It would fade to black and I'd almost start to get up on my feet and then it would be like, oh, no, there's another annex to the film that we need to know about. Sometimes. A good movie, you don't notice the transit, the scene transitions, in my, yeah. in my opinion. Well, this movie, The Fade to Blacks, there are other movies that it's really pissed me off. And I can't do it in Star Wars. I know this is probably sacrilege to you, but I actually could not watch the original Star Wars trilogy one of the times. I know I have watched it now. What were they like? But, um, side, the, oh the my PowerPoint god! I was like, why is this line? a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, amazing. yeah, and it felt that no trash. Same with this. I was like, oh, why is it faded to black again? Come on, you do do better. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was just a sign that I was already kind of mentally watch checking <laughs> that like every time i was just like oh please this is time for this to wrap up and then when it carry on i'll be like okay more of it but i mean that sounds more negative than i feel i mean i, I was never really i think i, I started I, my interest in it started to wane towards the end yeah. but i would say yeah like from the london point onwards i guess the third act of it is when i was kind of like i'm ready to wrap this up now and i do feel like it kind of didn't like you said earlier. Didn't really know what to do with itself towards the end. But I think up until that point, there was a part kind of quite early on where I was like, I could potentially really love this film, um, and I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I did enjoy it a fair amount. And I really, I'm glad that it exists. Like I said earlier, like you don't really get many kind of original mid mid budget films like this these days. Um, so it's nice to have it. I mean, it's not going to do very well. It's being destroyed at the box mm. office. But <laughs> um. yeah, I would say similarly. I'd say a bit earlier. I'd say it's as soon. It's it's just as soon as she the romance is even like yeah hinted at as 
that last story when that's done I'm yeah like, oh that's a shame because every that that's where it turns for me um oh sorry i just keep on remembering things that annoy me this is again quite a me thing yeah um but i like i like I mean, it's such an unrealistic movie, but there are things that annoy me that are, when they're unrealistic that I'm like... Was it the... She never says bye to any of her friends. Like, she's in this hotel room at this conference seeing all these people, and then that's just kind of over because there's this genie. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it's meant to, isn't it meant to take place over the course of, like, one day? I didn't... The time frame is only... Isn't that long, I don't think, is it? Yeah, I assume so, but then she yeah. goes back to London. Yeah, I mean, I they do true, they yeah. do actually clarify the time frame because she says when she's going back to London. Yeah. But I'm like... Yeah. I mean, the, the in terms of small nitpicky annoyances, there are a few kind of coincidences mm. that, that occur in the film. Um, I mean, a lot of them revolve around how the... Um, the genie bottle is found again and again you know i mean they, i feel like they kind they of literally explain it every time which i love i love that it's got silly explanations yeah i mean they, it is almost it, it turns almost, up in fish guts. yeah they do almost do it with a like sense of humor which makes it more palatable like they know that it's kind of ridiculous that this thing keeps on turning up where it does with the right people to kind of try it always it seems to fall into the hands of royalty and that kind of thing you know i mean it's a slave more than once but yeah. fine <laughs> Well, yeah, but yeah, but as in, like you know, it's it's it doesn't you know, it it shows up in grand places, you know. It's not just you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would describe the film as good, but not not great. It could it has great moments in it, and then yeah. I think it starts off really interesting and really creative, and then turns into something a bit more generic and not as nuanced or interesting towards the end. Yeah, I would still say it's interesting towards the end. It's just also kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, there is still lots to say about the end. It just kind of feels like a different movie. And at that point, I had an idea of where I wanted it to go. And it isn't as good as I wanted it to be in my head. Yeah. Because I, I because of how much I liked the first half. Because I did really like the first half. Yeah. So no, it's why I, I it's kind of summarizing a movie like this is really hard for me. It's mm. like you couldn't give it like well you could, but I would struggle to give it like a rating. Yeah. Because different bits. So you don't, you don't know what star rating you're going to give it on your letterbox after this. Will probably be a seven. Yeah. So what's that? Three point five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 stuck between a three and a three point five really, but. Um, makes sense. You're always around half a star under me. Yeah, exactly. I am on average more negative than you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was three thousand years of longing. Um, our first ever podcast. We're gonna do Jaws next, I think, which you've never seen before. So that's very exciting. Probably more We're exciting. We're also seeing. Um, uh, what's it called? See, see how, they, how run. they run. Yeah. So we can go from zero podcast to, to multiple podcasts. Podcast. Yeah, quite many po- maybe too many podcasts, depending on who you ask. But I mean, one more person speaking about their opinions is <laughs> yeah, that is true. So luckily, we got in there just in time. Exactly. So that's um, that's been us. That's been whatever the name of this one end up being. Catch you next week for more film discussion.